So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. I've got a special guest today, and you're going to want to pay attention because he's got an amazing story. Uh, I want to introduce Ron Phillips. Ron Phillips is the founder and CEO of RP Capital. Uh, he's been doing this game a long time. He's ranked in the top 25% of the Inc. 5000. He has an amazing um, business, and, and but more importantly, is the way that Ron does business. I think when you hear Ron's story of how he conducts himself um, and how he has his business serve him. Um, most people that I know are not having businesses that serve them. They are like running around with their heads cut off and um, their business is making them do lots of things. And not, it's not necessarily what they really want to do. Uh, Ron has mastered this and uh, he truly lives his life by design. So. Uh, everybody, welcome to the show, Mr. Ron Phillips. Awesome. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure to be here, buddy. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny. You know, we just met uh, just, what, last month? Was it last month? That we yeah. Had a little mastermind together? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time, man. It's, and at, it's least a, it, at least it was somewhere warm, you know? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how uh, when you get into business, how, and maybe this is a good place for us to go is talking about having your business work for you. And so can you just like give a brief or just give her a story of like the Ron Phillips story of, you know, where you started, how you got there. And, and cause you you went through some, some trials and tribulations. Uh, only a few, Corey, only a few, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, man. I started, um, long time ago, dude, it's been like two decades ago. I started in real estate and I, and I started, I was reading a book you know, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing is the first real estate book I ever read. And I, I had traded it to a, a salesperson buddy of mine. I traded millionaire mind uh, to him. And I started reading this book and then I got, uh, the, the company was just going through some real challenges and I got light off. So there I was, no money, young family, and an idea from Robert Kiyosaki, you know? So I answered it. <laughs> I answered an ad that I thought was actually an ad, you know, millionaire seeks, millionaire seeks real estate apprentice, something, something like that, you know? And, and, and I was so naive. I thought that was actually an ad. I showed up and it was a, it was a big pitch fest for his boot camp, but it was a good pitch because I bought the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I bought the thing, went and learned how to do it. <clears throat> and, um, that's where I got introduced to the, to the seminar world, man. And I first started getting jaded about the seminar world a little bit because the guy's pitch was that, you know, if I go find the deals and do all the work, he'll fund them. And then we split them 50, 50. 
So I went out and found it exact, the perfect deal, exactly like what he taught us to do. Submitted it, and they denied it. And now here I am. I got no money. I got this potential deal. And for a day, man, I was just like, uh, I mean, I was a little depressed, dude. I was like, this, this dude. But then I realized something, Corey. What, he, ta- he taught me how to do it. Why do I need him? Amen, brother. So, and it was kind of unique, man. I, I went in and I, I actually got an option on this place. And my option consideration was that I was going to fix the ceiling in her house because the ceiling in her house still had a stain. She had re- replaced the roof, but didn't fix the stain as you walk in the door. So nobody was going to buy her house. So my option consideration was that. And uh, I didn't know how to do that either. So I went and I convinced my brother to help me. And we repaired the deal right after we repaired it. First person that walked in there bought it. <clears throat> and in th- just in, in just under 30 days, we made just under $20,000. And I was hooked in this real estate. Uh, so I, I went from an oh crap moment to another oh crap moment to screw this. I got to make this happen because, you know, my kids got to eat. My wife, you know, here we are. I, it's, it's, it's go time. Yeah. And sometimes that's the best place to be, right? Get backed up into a corner. I think it is. I mean, it makes you like solve for X, right? And you, and it's amazing how when we're put in that spot, if it was easy, we always take the easiest route. But once it gets hard, like then all of a sudden, you've got to really sit like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I, I need to get from this place to this place. And then you just did it. I mean, that that example of you was like, well, hell, why can't I just do it? Yeah. And you took action. You did it anyways. He taught us about options and all this other stuff that we didn't need when we did his deal, right? We just go put it under contract. But, well, when he denied it, I was like, well, you know, I guess I'll just use the option thing then. I mean, I think the, the, the ace in the hole that I had was that I had been in sales. So I knew how to negotiate and I knew how to go in and talk to people. And so, yeah, man, I just started rehabbing houses after that. Went and took a few more seminars, learned how to rehab houses because I didn't know anything about that. But my brother did. So we partnered up, did that for several years. And then we hit another wall, man. Just, that's how business is, I think. HUD changed their guidelines in Kansas City in the early 2000s where you needed a year on, on title. And we had all these houses, man. And then I couldn't, I couldn't sell them. So now I got shoved into the rental business. <laughs> I got shoved in and I did, I was not, I did not go quietly, man. I was, I was pissed about it. Um, you know, here I was completely out of business and we had a good thing going, man. And overnight I was out of business through no fault of mine, just like done. Yep, you know, somebody changed the rules, move the cheese. Yep. So, man, I just, I had to reinvent myself again. I finally realized after a little bit that this rental thing wasn't a, that's not such a bad gig. Right, Corey? Amen <laughs> to that, brother. Rents do every Rents month. Do. <laughs> so, so then I realized that there's a bunch of people out there who wanted to do this and they're busy, can't do it. And so I thought, well, crap, here I've got a, a small little machine. What if I just, what if I just, augment this machine and then help all these other people buy while I'm buying too. And man, that worked out great. We sold hundreds and hundreds of properties. I've been doing that since 2005. That's what I do in my core business in my current companies. We help people invest all over the country and man, it's been so much fun changing people's lives that way. Yeah. I mean, I want to break that down for just a second because I want to make sure people understand what you do is you find, and you alluded to it in saying that these people are too busy. They all want to do real estate. 
These are a lot of people like doctors, dentists, lawyers, professional people, business yeah. people that are making money. Or hardworking savers, you know, there's, yes. a, there's a there's a huge group of people out there that make really, really good money that are just hardworking folks, and they save their money, and then they stick it in the stock market and lose it, and stick it back in the stock market and lose it, and they're they're frustrated and pissed off that they don't understand that the rules of the game keep changing on them too, yep. right? Yep, and they want a solution. They want an alternative to the stock market because for most, that's the only investment opportunity that they know of right and yep. it's a rigged game as well it's rigged for the big uh the big big money wall street money is how who makes money in, in wall street yep absolutely don't get me started on that man it's the biggest crock i'm, I'm you know yeah I'm i guess as well yeah I, I'm, I guess if you're a day trader you know although most of the day traders that i know go broke at some point too because they really don't know what they're doing then either um so yeah, man, it's it's it really is rigged. Uh, I mean, if you actually look, there's a couple of calculators online. People can Google them where you can see, depending on the time period, what your real gain is, and then you can see what they tell you your gain is, and it's like half. It's like half. If you're lucky, it's like half of what they tell you you're making. Yeah, it's it's. A, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was I came from that world, so I know, right? Yeah. And you know, the game is just to take people's money. <laughs> yeah. And get yeah. commissions, and then you, and then if it goes all gone, there's just like, well, sorry, that's the market, right, <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah. you made money on the way down too. Stockbroker yeah. makes money; doesn't matter if it goes up or down. Doesn't make any difference. Right? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yet the only people that lose are the really ones are the ones that are trying to save their money, trying to make it grow. Yeah. And so, so what you do is you then go find these homes, and um, and like I said, you figure out how to fix them up and. And put some renters in there and then um, help your people buy those types of deals, right? Is that kind of... Yeah, and we also do new construction as well, right? So we either we either work with builders, rehabbers, and we work in several different marketplaces. And we, man, we got older properties, brand new properties, everything in between. We got single family all the way up to fourplexes for, you know, for the newer investors. And then we've been doing this long enough now that we've got some people who are ready for multifamily or for larger properties. And so we started to get into some smaller multifamilies as well. Rock and roll, man. And in that need, though, like you think of your core business. I mean, you've, you've been doing it, your core business. I mean, so the, the cheese, and here's what I want to allude to. The cheese has still moved as far as a little bit like through the last 15 years, right? Oh, but, yeah. But rental properties still kind of stay the same. Dude, I this, mean, this is a funny thing, Corey. I started doing presentations on my own in 2007. I would go out and speak. And the presentation that I did in 2007, other than some market updates, is the same damn presentation that I do. Well, I don't do them anymore, but it's the same one that's online evergreen right now that just kind of sits out there and educates people. It's the same thing. It's because people have been doing this since Moses was a baby. It's not new, right? Right. I mean, it, and the rules haven't changed. They really haven't changed. Now, some of the rules get better, like the you know the government can make the the rules better, or they can make them worse. But you don't need that one to succeed. You don't have to have the tax benefits to succeed. That's just a bonus. And yeah. currently, it's a it's a it's a really big fat bonus. Oh, right currently, now. it's a fat bonus. Now, I think it's going to lead to another uh, problem, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Every time the government does something, uh, you know, they, they pull a sweat lever, hit a switch, and it all feels good until it's not. And so, uh, 
And what he's talking, what Ron is alluding to is the new bonus in what's called depreciation <laughs> or cost segregation depreciation, where you could, um, I'll give you an example. I just bought a $10 million property. I'm able to write off $3 million in year one. That's yep. a huge write-off. And because yep. I'm a real estate professional, Ron's a real estate professional, we can offset all our other income. So if we have other things that we're making income streams that usually would get taxed, well, we just slap in our cost segregation study and we pay no money. And, and gone. So it's, how does that get abused easily, right? Yeah, and you know the the and then the first people who are going to complain about it are the people who who are the ones who wrote it into law. They're the ones who'll be complaining about it, calling yeah. it some horrible thing, right? And they'll probably the- make another bubble because I think there's so much. I'll call it for lack of a better term. I'm not call it stupid money, Ron. Now you've got people like like back in the '80s, the saving. I, all I can think of is savings and loans crisis, right? Yeah. But people were buying stuff. They're like, I don't care. I'm losing money. It's a write-off. Right? Oh yeah, such a bad, such a bad. I idea. see the same thing happening right now with this bonus. Is it like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to buy it, whether well, it runs or not. I'm getting my depreciation. Corey, this doesn't even go back to the savings loan. This is 2006. People were buying properties all over the place with negative cash. They were buying them on negative amortization loans for hell's sake, and they were paying three hundred fifty thousand dollars for a house that rented for you know fifteen hundred bucks. Now those don't those those numbers don't work on on any day and ever. Any paper, any spreadsheet. I mean, there's, there's no way you can make that work. So they're negative cash flow every month. But since the real estate was going up in value forty percent a year, they just cash out refinance, and that's how they made their payments. And you know, I would stand at the back of these presentations where people are saying this ridiculous stuff, and I'm sitting back there and I'm going, "This sounds just like those those idiots that think that you can just." balance transfer on your credit card and eventually someday it goes away right i mean it doesn't go away at some point you got to pay it and you got to pay the piper i mean at some point the real estate market is going to stop it's going to stall out or it's going to dive and then all the people who did this for tax deductions after the first three four years then what happens i mean it doesn't cast the house of cards yeah it starts the boop 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 Default, 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 default. And now here's what I think is going to happen. And I'm not, I, I love to go fishing, and right? And I love it. And I mean, I think the pond is going to be ripe in about three or four years because all this is going to go on. There's going to be a bunch of idiots and there's going to be lots of opportunity for guys that know how to catch the right, right bait, you know, use the right bait. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree, man. Too, too many people are buying really skinny deals and... And I'm not sure what they're thinking, dude, but they're buying really skinny deals and they're super excited about it. That's all I know. Super excited about it. Do you feel like, I always, sometimes I always feel like, Ron, the education, the guru education systems out there, right? They're failing people. Because if you look at a lot of information guys, they're there to sell you something. They're not there to try to make sure that you do it right or that they protect you um, or try to train you. All they want is your money. And I'm, you know, I've been, I've, I've spent my entire career like being the opposite of that, right? We give away all of our. Well, I'm the same way. I, I mean, like, yeah. just give it away. I mean, I, I give it away, and then, and then the only thing you can buy from me is actually real estate. That's the same as you. Like, if you if you want to do something with Corey, you're you're going to invest in a in a fund, right? You're going to make money somehow. People pay so much money for education, and then a they don't do anything, which is you know that's their fault, right? Yeah. But b 
I think a lot of these people are told that it's super easy. And then they realize that they have to know how to negotiate. And most of these education programs, they're great at the nuts and bolts of deal making of structure and stuff like that. But when it comes down to sitting belly to belly with another human being and telling them that their house isn't worth, you know, 200,000, it's only worth a hundred thousand. That's a whole different ball game. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's where it gets uh, real, real quick. Huh? Sales negotiation and those things are just not taught, man. And I, that I, I truly believe that's why I was so successful out of the gate. It's because I already had those skills. Right. No, that makes sense. All right. And that is a hard skill to teach, right? I mean, it's it not just one of those things where like, oh, well, you can follow, check the box one, two, and three, and you're gonna you're gonna win. It is not like that. No, it's years of experience of getting told no because you screwed it up that creates a good negotiator. I mean. It, it, that's a skill, man. It's developed over time. Yeah. You know, Ron, um, so I know you just launched a new podcast and, um, and I actually helped promote it. And, uh, and I, cause I think it's just, I just know what you stand for. I think you have nothing but integrity and what you do and, um, what can you just share your, your podcast? Yeah, man. It's called get real estate and where we, we get real about real estate and, um, yeah, I really appreciate you promoting it. You can, people can go to getrealestatesuccess.com and, and subscribe. I'd love it. Shoot me a five-star and all that good stuff. Really would appreciate that. But man, the whole purpose of it is just to educate people about the good, bad, the ugly, about real estate, business, and life, and how all three of those intersect, which kind of goes back to your point up, uh, up front, right? It's I think people get lost. They get into business, and the reason they got into business initially is because they wanted freedom. And then once the business starts growing, the freedom goes out the window. It's just grow, 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 grow. And it encompasses their entire life. And they completely lose sight of why they started the business in the first place, which was, what is it? Sunshine and palm trees on yes, your that's, yes, that's yeah. Hey, listen, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'm the first one to say I'm guilty, right? Listen, you know, I, uh, here I am on a podcast and, I, and I've been teaching and coaching even Corey Peterson is looking at, you know, my life and saying, Hey, do I, is this info business serving me? Right. And it will, but it has to, it, you know, being an educator can um, be a daunting task. Yeah. Daunting. Now, what I really love to do is this podcast. This is yeah, which, which educates people and, and, um, and it, and it does it in a, it does it in a unique way, right? You have yeah. the you have the ability to interview people and find out what makes them tick. There's there's a common thread in most stories, Corey, but every story's different. And I think it inspires people when you're able to tell them the truth about this stuff, right? That it's not easy, yeah. um, but it's worth it. But it's way worth it when you know you can actually do sunshine and palm trees on your yeah. terms and yeah. and and take. Your friends and your family, I mean, both of us have experienced that. And, man, it is so cool to be able to take people and let them experience things that, that otherwise they wouldn't be able to experience, you know, uh, the Bahamas and Mexico and Europe and, and all these cool places where, you know, some people in my family and some, some of my friends wouldn't be able to experience that stuff. Yeah. You know, we're able Supplier to take fun. fun. Didn't you just go on a, um, or, is that, or is that Sean? No, that was Sean. He went on a bike motorcycle trip or some kind of trip where he he just brought a lot of his friends, right? But you've done the—I mean, you've done these trips too. We just uh, what you're talking about Europe, your that stuff like that. You just take 
people that you care about, your friends and family, yeah. and like, hey, let's go on a trip. And I've kind of, I've kind of got it. It's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it builds memories, man. And that's what this is all about. My kids will never forget the memories that they made with grandma and grandpa and with, you know, aunts and uncles and, you know, and friends and people like that in some of the coolest places in the world. They won't forget the Europe trip we took last year as a family. I, I guarantee you they won't forget that. I won't forget it either. Yeah. I mean, it's just cool. It's just You know cool. why? Why? Because you gave me a gift. Yeah. That, you, you, got a, you got a picture of you in my Rents Do shirt. That's right. And some, where was that at? It was in a, some cool uh, spot. But it, I want to say it was, I want to say it was, it was either Barcelona or uh, somewhere in Italy. I can't yeah, remember. It was an epic, it was an epic picture, dude. I always think of that because like, that one is one of my faves, dude. One of my faves. Yeah, man. Rents, <laughs> rents do in Europe too, buddy. Rents do everywhere. <laughs> so how have you been able to structure you know, this, this life, Ron, I mean, like, can you, can you kind of allude to, so you, you have the business that's working. Um, how did you not get too big or where like you, um, well, let's go back. Cause I did because <laughs> right. You always do it wrong before you do it. Right. We did, man. We got huge. We sold, I mean, we got to the point where I say huge, huge for me, man, but still my overhead was ridiculous. And you know, it got to the point where we were selling two times the amount of properties we did the year before. And the real big wake up call for me, Corey, was uh, one day I get a call from my accountant. He tells me what my tax bill is. And I, I, I had a small coronary, man, because the tax bill equaled what I took home out of the business. Equaled, which means Ron made net, net zero dollars. Worked all year, zero dollars. That was the day uh, that everything changed for me. That was the day, right? Because I'm like, okay, this has got to be different or uh, well, I'm going to just go get a job. This is stupid. Why would I do this, right? Right. But to go back to your point, man, it's it's You all, had another problem, right, that you had to solve. Yeah. It's, it, and it's all about people. It's all about people, this business. And I get so, I get so pissed off, Corey, when I'm on Facebook and I'm, I, you know, I scroll down and somebody's like, you know, self-made this and self-made that. And, you know, I'm, you know, and they never talk about their team. They never talk about their team. Self-made nothing, dude. You can't go do anything by yourself in this world. Nothing. I don't care if you're the one who's rehabbing the house, buying the house, selling the house and everything else. You still have closing agents. You still probably have real estate agents you work with. You still have people on your team. And it's about time people started realizing that you're not self-made and that there's a team that's behind you. My team, my team is awesome. And without them, I couldn't live the lifestyle that I have. But on my team, when, when Ron's on vacation, Ron's on vacation. I don't get calls. I don't get right. emails. I don't have my computer, but guess what? Angela's on vacation right now. And guess how many phone calls she got? Zero. Zero. She didn't get any emails. She didn't get any phone calls. She gets, a, she gets vacation when she goes on vacation, right? So it's about treating your team like you want to be treated. It's not all about number one all the time, you know? So does the business serve me? Yes, I built it around my personal vision, which I think is critically important that you have a personal vision that has nothing to do with your business, and then you wrap your business around it. And then... Corey, you got to get the right people on the bus 
They've got to be completely in tune with your core values. And then it's fun. And this game is really, really fun. And you help them. You, you, you create leaders inside of your organization and let them lead. Let them lead. Let them grow. Oh, man, that's awesome. What you're saying is kind of letting go of your ship, of the control, and which a lot of people, that is a very um, taboo. Oh, I, I got to have control. But the sooner you put your systems in place, and you alludes to what you just said, hiring the right people in the right seats, give them, and then and then have proper training, and then give them that leadership. Let them go make their own mistakes a little bit, right? Yeah. What is it Ronald Reagan said? Trust but verify, right? Yeah. You, 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 can't comp- you, know, you can't just like, you know, peace out. I'll be back in a year and expect things to be cool, right? You still have to have your finger on the pulse of your money and how things are being run. But you can't be so scared that somebody's going to fail at something that you don't allow them the opportunity to fail. I just talked about how many failures that I went through. Every single one of those I learned. And if, if I take the opportunity away from my team to have those learning experiences, then, well, they're not going to learn anything. Yeah, you're not going to grow. You're not going to be able to, it's still going to be the Ron show. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want it to be the Ron show, right? I'd prefer it to be RP Capital sitting out there and nobody knows what the RP stands for. I'd prefer that personally, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's where, it, that's where it's all done, man. Man, it's all team, baby. I love, so there's a movie. I think I've talked about this before, but The Devil's Advocate. I don't know if you ever watched that movie. You ever watched The Devil's Advocate? I don't, I don't know. Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. And um, so uh, Al Pacino, of course, plays the devil, right? But right. the thing is, uh, and then Kevin, or uh, Keanu Reeves plays this guy named Kevin. He's a really successful lawyer. And um, Al Pacino owns the firm, right? And so there's a part where they're going on the subway and Al Pacino is dressed in like plain clothes, looks like a normal guy on the street. Yet he owns this whole huge successful firm. Right. And then Kevin is like the sharp dressed, perfect lawyer, you know, got, you know, suit. I'm, I'm Mr. Showboat. Right. Yeah. And one of the questions he goes, Kevin, he goes, Kevin, the problem with you is that everybody sees you coming, you know? <laughs> and you know, sometimes, what am I looking for? The word, uh, if you're anonymous, that's bliss, right? You yeah, want to be a successful business owner that no one knows that you're even successful. You can just be your average cat and let all your team get the glory, dude. Yeah, and that's the way that it should, that's the way it should be anyway, right? They're the one. Listen, <laughs> if you're the one doing all the work in your company, you're doing something wrong, right? And if you're not the one doing all the work in the company, well, then what the hell do you, why should you get any of the glory of the, of the work that they did? Get, cash the checks, be grateful, and let your team have all of that. Let them, let them have it. And then treat them right financially as well. You know, don't take advantage of people. I see on, I see on Facebook too, man, these guys like, they have churn in their company like, like I've never seen before. I'm like, well, what, what are you doing that is causing people to want to extricate themselves after one week? What is it, right? I mean, come on. People well, don't realize how important, I th- some people, right, don't realize how important the people in this business are, in every business. For that yeah, matter. you've said it like three times now. So, like, and, I, and I, that is, it is the success formula, right? It's, 
It's about people. In real estate, right? And I, I believe almost in almost every business. I mean, what's the, the, the mitigating factor? It's it's people. It always 100%. is. I mean, 100%. Take an apartment complex, Corey. What, what is it full of? It's yeah. full of people. Who is it that's that's on site running that? It's your team. It's your people. To to the extent that you have any success at all, it's going to be because of the people who are there running that business on your behalf. Yeah, and, and realizing that we have people that live in our community, right? Right. They're not right. they're not paychecks. They're not they're they're actually humans. And, that's right. And, and treat them with dignity and respect, and create a good product. That's what people want. That's absolutely. 100%. And it doesn't matter. If, if you're not in the real estate business, then whatever business you're in, it's it's the same thing. It's just a different, it's just a different product. Yeah. That's all. And you have to treat them that way, man. And you do you know that you feel, I feel like the most successful companies are good companies. I'm thinking about a restaurant that I used to manage named Charleston's. And one of I and, love that name. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like uh, it's a real nice steakhouse. But from the day that we like, so we would say, hey, listen. We're, and it's kind of like, we're RP Capital. We're Charleston, right? We do it differently. And you are special. So like that was our training. Uh, the first day we have a training class for the servers, we're letting them know, like, you guys are special. It, right. You're not just an Outback State. You know, this is not Outback Steakhouse. This is not whatever. This is Charleston's, right? And we have a certain code that we do things by. And it's going to elevate you to the rest. And that you've been through a qualification process means you're special. Yep. And it starts like with that grooming. And I think that's what the most successful businesses have some type of identity. And that's what I want to, because I know you've done uh, EOS, we'll call it attraction with your yes. company, right? It was a game changer for us. You want to explain a little bit about that? Because I think this is, <clears throat> this is really what, what, it it all hinges on a, it all hinges on a company purpose and core values, right? So my company's purpose is through service we build people. So when we tell people that in the hiring process, if they don't get jazzed about that, then they aren't our people. You know, if they don't get jazzed about serving other people and through that service building up other human beings, they aren't gonna they they don't belong in my company, right? And then we have core values too, man. The core values are, are really, really important to us. You know, we, you know, integrity, loyalty, uh, own it, and fun. Those are our four core values. And <laughs> we have definitions for each one of those, right? right. But the funniest one is, is, is fun. And we explain it to people in the interview process. Like, look, you know, fun is a choice, just like us allowing you to work here. Uh, and if you don't, if you, if you don't have a sense of humor, you won't last here. I mean, it's just not, it's not possible because <laughs> we work hard, we play hard. And sometimes we play hard when we should be working hard. That that's, that's how it is at our office. All right. Um, so, you know, we live, we reward, we fire, we hire, we do everything by our core values and our purpose. So everybody's on the same team. Everybody's running the same direction. We're all. And we all treat everybody the same way because we all live, we all in internally at our core have those values. Wow. Now that's powerful, Ron. Like if you're, if you're listening right now, what Ron just said, I'm just telling you right now, play it back 
and write it down because at the essence of business, I think this is really what most people are striving for. And it's culture, it's company purpose, core values, everybody on the bus thinking the same way. That's got to be like the most. Re- now, I'm assuming you didn't get there overnight, right? Like, oh, no, dude. This is so, so look, when, here's how this works. <laughs> Let me tell everybody how this works. So uh, I had been at the, we did this three or four years ago now. I can't remember. Okay. Before that, we would hire people and interview process. Everything's, I mean, on paper, in person, everything matches, right? So take a salesperson, for instance, bring in a salesperson. They've sold, they have a track record. Everything checks out. They get in there and it just doesn't work. And I'm banging my head. I'm thinking, why the hell won't this work? Then we go through this process right after you get through with the process. Then you got to go through and you take everybody on your team and you say, you grade them. Do they fit? Do they fit our core values, right? Then yeah. you go through all of your, all of your partner organizations. And it's, I'm going to tell you right now, now this is painful because we cut. I made a decision. Well, as a team, we made a decision as, a, as an executive team. We were like, look, anybody who doesn't fit, we're cutting them. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I cut, I cut top salesmen. 90% of my business, boom, out the door. Ooh. I cut huge suppliers of investors, done. And I cut two or three um, property suppliers, didn't fit. And then we went to um, lenders, all of our people. And once I had chop, 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 what I had left was scary because. <laughs> I had chopped revenue. I had chopped inventory. I had chopped, I had chopped all this stuff. But let me tell you what, man. We had a solid base at that point. You know what started to happen? Our partner organizations would call us back and they're like, oh, man, I'm glad you got rid of those people, man, because they just didn't match you. Like, we, we did business with you, and then there was these other people. They didn't fit, man, and I'm glad you got rid of them. Yeah. And then we had clients, the clients would go, man, I really didn't like that. That those people in that era, I'm glad you got rid of those people. And you know what? Some of the suppliers of the people, of the investors that were coming in, those investors were the biggest. Like if you actually looked at our customer service, the biggest challenges we had were from the people who didn't match our core values. And so during that year, we took a big, we took a dive in uh, on the first six months. I think I lost money the first six months we did that. After that though, oh my gosh. And you've never seen a team pitch in and say, we've got this like my team did after we cleaned house. So no, it's not overnight. It took us six months. And then after that, we still made a couple of hires that, that weren't right. And we had to get rid of them and, and stuff like that. But I'm here to tell you, if you can get your people right on the core value piece, you can move them around inside your company. Because oh, wow. finding someone who has your core values is more important. You can teach the skill set. Almost always you can teach the skill set. But you can't teach core values, man. That's, you either got them or you don't. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man, that is, that is an amazing story, Ron. I, that's, thanks for sharing because uh, I've heard it a little bit. I've never heard it in that context to see, you know, the pain of, I mean, I can only imagine because, like, the fear sometimes because, like, you know, our brain wants to trick us sometimes, right? of, oh, I'm going to let go of my top sales guy. Revenue is going to be, like, 
90 percent of my business nine zero not 19 nine zero percent oh that now what gave you the confidence to do that dude it wasn't even it wasn't even confidence man it was just knowing I that knew, it was the right thing i knew that if i and and here's here's what turned out and i think you probably heard this at, at collective genius or somewhere but the reality is if, if i would have kept all of these people I probably would have been out of business in a couple of years anyway, because what I found out after I did all of this was all of the seedy crap that's going on under the scene. You know, I didn't ever, I didn't know about any of that stuff. And nobody told me about that stuff because you don't want to be ratting on other people, right? Nobody wants to rat on the supplier. Nobody wants to rat on the person, you know, bringing the investors. And I think to some degree, to your point, I think a lot of businesses just think that's how business is, you know? Yeah, I can't. I can't let this guy go, or this girl go, or this team go over here, because it's so much business. Well, then you just work your butt off and replace them. You know, it's like that. And it took us six months to bounce back from that. But, but after the bounce, yeah, you're four years fun. after. Yeah, you're four fun. years after now, right? And yeah, and I have I have a team that literally walked through fire. You want to talk about bringing your team closer together. How about appreciating the people who actually are performing using your core values, who are treating your clients the way that they should? Because when you do that and when you have people's backs, like if some, if some a-hole calls my office and rips one of my team members, done. You don't get to buy property from us anymore. You don't get to call here anymore. You get no help from my company anymore. You're done. You're done. Yep. And when you do that, the person who usually is considered low on the totem pole, right? Yep, yep. They respect the hell out of that. It binds them to you and it binds the team together because the team now has confidence that you as the leader have their back. Oh man, that's powerful. You got to do that for your team members, man. You can't, you can't choose money over people. Can't choose money over people. Because wow. some of those people, like one of the guys that we fired, He's a big investor, man. He had millions and millions of dollars. Just because you have millions of dollars doesn't mean you get to talk to Mike. Doesn't Mike. give you the right to be a douchebag, right? No, you don't get to do that, man. And the sooner in life you realize that, the, sooner, the better off, right? So if it's my turn to help you realize you're a douchebag, believe me, baby, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you realize it real quick. Well, and life's better that way, right? <laughs> it just is. I can't believe you got to be 50 years old and nobody told you you were a douchebag. So let me make sure you understand <laughs> And this is my girl and my team. You don't ever talk to, you don't put baby in the corner. Uh-uh, no. Oh, man. Ron, listen, I, I want to take uh, just a moment just to say thank you so much for, uh, and the valuable insight into opening up your business a little bit and, and understanding that it truly is about people, vision, purpose, um, and really putting, and really service. I mean, for you, I, I always feel as the leader, sometimes your whole goal, at least from your perspective, and I believe it as well, is to get out of the way and support your people, put them on the pedestal. Yeah, build them up. I think a lot of people, Corey, have a, they have a fear that when you build people up, eventually they're going to leave. Yeah. And, yeah. and my thought process is it doesn't get any better than to take somebody and teach them enough that they can go fly on their own and be successful. Why would you hold them back at that point? And if they go out and be successful, it, it multiplies my success. That's all it does. I don't yeah. need their money. 
But that success that I was able to, to generate in some way multiplies my success. Goes back to changing lives too, Ryan. It does, man. It does, man. People need to get out of this, this, this scarcity mindset and understand the fact that, you know, if you can help people become who they, who they really are here to become, Man, it, it just it just pays back so many yeah. different. It just, you get rewarded tenfold. I mean, it, it, every time, every single time, can't be scared about stuff like that. You got to let people grow in your organization, and if they if they end up flying, well, then you should be proud of them. Yes, and they're gonna look back and say that guy helped me. Right? I mean, yes. It's just if you do it the right way, it'll always be that way. They'll always be like, I, I'll never forget you. I mean, there's people in my life that I can look back and 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 I would say to their face. I will never forget what you did for me, right? So yep. my first met David Lindahl. I mean, uh, you know, he taught me the multifamily business. I'll never, I'll always be grateful that he went out and 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 started to teach. Yep. If it wasn't Changed for him, life, yeah, sunshine and palm trees wouldn't have happened. Yeah, we would and, never be doing it. And then if you look at it too, Corey, you look at so you look at David, and he goes, "Okay, I've taught however many." tens of thousands of people he's taught now because he was, he was at the seminar I took in the early two thousands. The, the man has been around a while. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you look now and you say, he, he goes, and he, he probably knows that you're doing what you're doing, but he doesn't know about everybody. He doesn't know about everybody that's doing what you're doing or that's helping one or two or three or four or five people to grow into multifamily or to other things like that. And if, if you could actually see all the layers the ripples that go out from the one pebble that's dropped. If you could see that, you would be you would be shocked and amazed at what what you can do to change the to change the world. It, it's that one little pebble. It just touches a lot of lives, man. Because you've touched a lot of lives. That's yeah. indirect. That's indirect from 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 David, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's how life works. I mean, we're I guess we're in, we're talking about people today. <laughs> Forget real estate. It's all people. It's all people. <laughs> Listen, Ron, thank you for your time, brother. Uh, any last, uh, some piece, best pieces of advice that you could give uh, our listeners on, on people or business or anything out there? What, what piece of advice would you want to give? Okay, on people, I would just say um, be kind. You don't, know what, you don't know what's going on in their life. In addition to that, you don't know, if you're, you don't know what your kindness is going to do may save a life you don't know so just just be kind what's what's uh, your uh, best book oh man i love the compound effect dude i love it i love it and the reason i love it i was just telling the i was on the chiropractor table this morning Corey, and uh she started to say something i said yeah you should read a book called compound effect man it's because it's always working it's always working it's either working for you or it's working against you <laughs> you don't get a choice it's always working right so Read the book and try to figure out how to make it work for you um, because financially, spiritually, emotionally, in every single way in your life, the compound effect is working. We just talked about it with people. We just yeah. talked about the comp that is, that is the compound effect. Well, it does. It's the exact same way in money. And you're either, you're either, it's either working for you or against you. One of the two, it's always working. Never sleeps. Incidentally, your money shouldn't be sleeping either. I mean, we didn't talk about money today very much, but Unfortunately, uh, money does not ask for a vacation, uh, it, and most people in America put it on like a, a permanent holiday, and I do not understand that. It, it, it never asks for time off, Corey, ever. No, no, and, and the problem with uh, a lot of people's money is they have it 
sleeping. <laughs> yep. It's on vacation somewhere, and but you but you're not. Just remember no. that. Yeah. When you put your money on vacation, that means you don't get to go. Ron, if someone wanted to get a hold of you to uh, that had investment ideas or wanted to get their money and not sleeping and, and into an awake stage, where do they go? How do they find you? Online at uh, rpcinvest.com stands for RP Capital. rpcinvest.com. Uh, that's the easiest way to get to us. You can find us at Get Real Estate Success too. GetRealEstateSuccess.com. That's our that's our pod, new podcast. I'd love you, love you to stop by and listen. I love doing podcasts. This is so much fun, Corey. Yeah, it is, dude. It really is. Like so, I'm, I'm this is my almost two well, year and a half. I'm a year and a half into it, and I will tell you, out of all the things that I do, this is by far my favorite. Right? I and I like to do. I do a 50-50 mix. Sometimes I just teach. Right? I just want, like I just want to give things that happen. And usually when I come with like problems on deals that I'm working, I'm like, this is a good way to teach, right? Cause I'm having an issue. Let's talk about it. But then I also love having the, you know, guests like you Ron, like where we just talk, you know, and this is normally how it happens is we didn't really talk about what we're going to talk about today. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I mean, people may, people may go, yeah, it shows. Uh, but, 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 <laughs> No, they just usually kind of morph into what they're supposed to, Corey. That's what I've that's what I've learned being a guest on people's podcasts. That's the reason I started a podcast is because this is a this is so much fun. I I learned stuff like this compound effect, right? I'm gonna go get this book. I, I mean, I love like finding little nuggets, and little things. I've learned more from other people this year by being by doing a podcast than I ever thought imaginable, right? You learn more from other people just by doing a podcast because when you have guests on. They're smart as hell. And you're like, gosh, I never thought about that. Everybody looks at stuff a different way. And yeah, I mean, reading and listening to other people and, and being around successful people, that's it. Success breeds success. It just does. So cool. uh, I appreciate the opportunity to be on and to serve your people. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed it, Corey. And then, you know, I'm, I'm super pumped to have you on mine uh, just as soon as I get my craft together. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, uh, but I'm excited about it, man. Oh, uh, cool. Guys, so listen, take the time, go to rpc.com or go uh, check out his podcast. Um, again, remember, in this life, um, you know, what you think and believe is so powerful. And if you think it and believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible.